Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm Dr. Pat, and I get to hang out with everybody like a lot of times a week. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. And I'm just going to back off that mic a little bit. Uh, First and foremost, getting to say hi to Mr. Benny and Mr. Jacob. Hello to both of you today. Uh Hi, hi, Pat. Uh, Here we go, Benny. We're going to learn again Mm -hmm. about food. My favorite, my favorite. About nutrition. And we're going to learn about healing. But one of the things we're most importantly going to talk with this amazing, amazing expert, Candace Covington, Candace Covington, who's joining us here today, is about vibrational nutrition, understanding the energetic signature for foods, uh, of foods. But what does that mean? You know, Benny, like how many times have we talked about being drawn to something or how many times have we talked about, you know, having a yearning for something out of the blue, you're sitting there and you're thinking in the middle of December, I wish I had a watermelon. What is it that happens with us? You know, what is it that changes us? How do we understand the physical and health, and if I could say this, the metaphysical benefits of fruits and vegetables and meats and herbs. How do we understand their nutritional effects on the body? But then what happens when we understand their frequency, their vibration? And that's why I'm not going to really take that topic on. I'm going to talk to Candace about it because her fabulous new book, vibrational nutrition really lays this out and it's funny how i got triggered automatically from the cover of her book look watch see the cover right and what do you see over there like over there is like a little piece of little watermelon see that watermelon that's all it took for me to think watermelon but we are joined today by somebody that is a certified certified aromatherapist massage therapist healing arts master and much more candace it's great to have you welcome to the show Thank you for having me. Um, this is, for me, when I think about this, and I think about, think about Benny and I in the 17 years we've been doing this, I'm, what I'm really struck by is how we reference food without knowing it in a vibrational and frequency way. I want to know, given what you've done, given who you are in the world, I want to know how you got here. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles? What did you have to overcome to be able to get here to take this powerful message out in the world? Well, I would say food as ally has been really important in any struggle and any directionality that I've ever had in my life. 
And that's actually a large way of how I became to understand the way that food does operate as a vibrational signature, because I would really crave something. And the more I craved it, more I could sense like a deep interior shift that had nothing to do with me willing it away or me mentally problem solving. Of course, that was a component of it. But as I came to different hurdles in my life, I craved food that literally created the change that I wanted to move forward in my life. So it helped me from a very first person perspective to observe how in fact food are our allies and can help us overcome any hurdle. You know, I, I want to ask you about this uh, in, in be- better than just talk about it like from a very academic perspective. Um, how does one explain the craving for watermelon in December? Just just saying as an example, right? Sure. Because you got all the sugar, you got all the holiday stuff laid out, you got all everything laid out. It, it's all, and you're like, where's the watermelon, right? Right. How does one explain that from your perspective? Watermelon has a fascinating vibration. Its vibration is literally being content in the moment and not worrying about how and what you're going to change in the tomorrow. So it's an excellent, excellent um, fruit for grounding you in the here and now and experiencing the true sweetness of the moment. You know, when I think about that, and that, by the way, that's pretty much a... um, that's pretty much a true story. You, you know, it's pretty much me before COVID-19. I was out at an outing and I don't know for what reason I expected there to be watermelon there, right? Um, but, you know, when I think about vibrational nutrition, I want to ask you this two, two-part question. One for people that are like, that sounds really cool, Candice. Yeah. And then understanding the energetic signature of food. I want to talk about how both vibrational nutrition, energetic signature of food leads us down a pathway to wellness. Tell us what you've discovered about each of these. Okay, so my book does not talk about physical nutrition at all, because I feel like there's so much solid information out there. So what it does is it takes you towards a healthy mind, a healthy emotional state, a healthy spiritual state. And there's no generalities in my book. I went and I broke down over 400 food signatures into very precise, understandable. There are, each one's about a paragraph or shorter to allow you to fine tune whatever it is in your life to allow that food to be um, a means to get there. And in the book, I explain how, like you were talking about, you follow a craving and allow that to not only be um, the antidote, but an oracle. Because frequently you can crave something and you like you don't understand the larger underpinnings, but you can look it up. And then once you understand precisely what it does, it is so empowering because you can work with it consciously and take it into your body and have it rearrange you literally on a subtle level. And once that happens, it leads to um, exterior changes in the material realm or the physical. So it's just a very delicious, not to be silly, it is, I mean, we, you know, it's so, it's such a fun medium because, you know, so much of, um, there's not a lot of um, difficulty or strain around it because it allows you to partake of something that is nourishing and wonderful 
And at the same time, it is truly a dynamic tool for addressing very specific states. And, you know, I want to ask you about that because I recently uh, got some uh long overdue, long overdue surgery done, right? Um, I totally growing up, I wrecked my body. Let's just say that in so many ways, right? Um, and so I just got some corrective surgery, which very, very painful, but my gosh, you know, what we can do now with science is like crazy, like bionic, you know, my friends are like, you're bionic bacilli now. That's actually my last name. People don't know my last name. But, you know, what happened was I'm like, can you get me a papaya? Like what? I'm in the Pacific Northwest. Can you go down there to the, when you go to the store, see if they got papaya. I don't care what the papaya costs, but just papaya. And I want to ask you about that because I don't have it in front of me. It obviously resonates with me. And I'm called to get it, and I have no idea why. Can you take us through that as you do in the book? You know, and and it's like it's calling to me, Candace. It's like, buy me, buy me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, papaya, first and foremost, stimulates the second chakra. So everything that is involved with that inner child, deep creativity, connection to um, the divine feminine. But one of the other things it does that I find really fascinating is it spiritualizes emotions. So when you have an emotion pop, you know, to come to the forefront, and I assume if it was during a surgery, you had a lot of downtime, you know, to really think and ponder things. And so what happens is, is that once a strong sensation or emotion comes to the surface, you come to understand the spiritual lesson and or the teaching that is like centered around why that emotion arose in you and what that's about. So I would posit that papaya at that time in your life was all about allowing you to dive deep and really explore internally and start to understand the story of you at even a deeper level and in a really supported and juicy, interesting way. You're absolutely right about that. We're going to take a short break when we come back. I want to talk about that point in time, but I also want to talk about the system. You know, what is the system each of us can learn that will help heal emotional and spiritual wounding? What is the system around this vibrational nutrition that we intuitively seem to connect to, but what if we had a way a system or process? What if we understood what it's like to cook with the intention of utilizing vibrational nutrition? What happens if we could factor in the energy of every single item or recipe? I don't know if potato chips are included, but when we come back, we'll dive deep into that. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. The Finder of Lost Things 
exploring your superpowers of trust, healing, and transformation with me, Hannah Belton. When my brother Christian went missing, I completely denied my grief. We can either transform and transition, or we can stay stagnant. This podcast will uncover the process that Christian and I went on to find the lost things, him, and to find the parts of me that were missing. And there's things that are missing in you that prevent you from letting go, whether it's a person, a dream, a lifestyle. That process of trusting and finding the lost pieces and and integrating them, that's where you get your sustainable transition that will carry on. Tune in every Monday at 9am Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com. You can find me at hannahvelton.online. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Hi, I'm Laura Goldstein, and here's a Coffee with the Universe tip. Ever wonder why you want to go to the gym more, for example, but you just can't make it happen? You find yourself rearranging your underwear drawer instead of getting in the car. If this sounds like you, you might have caught a case of the shoulds. Maybe you think you should lose 20 pounds to fit back into your favorite pair of jeans, or that you should be healthier in general. It all sounds good, but deep down you just aren't into it. Truth is, making choices from shoulds just leads to guilt, resentment, and a whole lot of procrastination. So take a good look at your goals. Are you shoulding yourself anywhere? If so, give yourself permission to let it go. For more insights like this, tune into my Transformation Talk radio show called Coffee with the Universe. It's a live call-in show. I'd love to support you. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We're talking about vibrational nutrition, and we're going to get a little bit deeper into some of the specifics of different things. And by the way, for those of you out there who want some insight or want some help, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. Candice, two things. How do people get a copy of the book, and how do they find out more about you? How do they find out what you're up to? Okay, so you basically can order um, my book anywhere. You can get it on Barnes and Noble, Amazon. My publisher happens to be Inner Traditions, so a loving shout out to them. You can order straight from their website. And then also, um, any local bookstore, if it's not in, just ask, they can order it. And um, also, my website you can order from, which is divinearchetypes.org. And also, if you're curious about me and my um, offerings outside of not only do I explore this um, book deeply in uh, weekly blogs, but my other offerings are also at divinearchetypes.org. And this is all really when I think about this and I take a look at the book, I want to talk about two things in the book next, and I want to get back to the system to heal. One is you go through the book beautifully and explain different vibrations, everything from, you know, uh, sea salt from Molokai 
And so when I think about all of this and I look at this and I go through this, you know, you explain to us in a way that we can get it at a common sense level. See, that's what's really important. When you start to talk about vibrational healing or vibrational nutrition, boy, you got to break it down so people know, well, wait a minute, I'm reaching for that and this is why. And you did a beautiful job. Not only that, we're going to talk about some recipes later on too. You got one of my favorite recipes in here. Um, But let's talk about the bigger picture like this, the big picture. And the big picture is how each and every one of these could work systematically to heal. And I love that you're talking about emotional healing and spiritual healing, because we don't know that we've been wounded spiritually. Can you address this and what you discovered at that 35,000 foot level? Yes, I have a personal story I can share with this. Yeah. So um, I personally believe in reincarnation. And so there was a time in my late 30s that my life was pretty idyllic. You know, there was nothing going on that I could pinpoint and say, this is making uncomfortable, angry, literally angry feelings arise. And I was so puzzled by that, you know, and I, you know, did, you know, meditated, I, um, spoke to my union uh, analyst, you know, and just was looking. And then I started um, having this intense craving for the shellfish mussels. And then I just couldn't eat enough of them. And as I started coming into deep relationship with the mussels, I could literally feel the, that confusing anger that I think was brought in from a past life that got stored at a cellular level start to clear. And then um, I used to live in Southern India. And at the time I became really good friends with a Tonka painter. And so what happened was is, and he painted for a local uh, Buddhist temple down there. So I rang him up and said, will you please go ask the Rinpoche to look into my continuum and basically see if he could find you know, any disturbance. And he came back to me and he confirmed what my intuitive understanding of the role of muscle was, is that I was um, suffering from the roots of an angry mind that had been brought in. And so it was not them telling me that made me come to that conclusion, but I came to it on my own. And then I just happened to have the resource that confirmed it. And so once I understood that dynamic, like you said, I didn't even realize that I brought in this confusing energy, but it affected me and I wanted to work through it. And just sheer will alone wasn't enough for me to remove from that tingling energy. But that food ally was a huge blessing and it allowed me to shift that. And it's interesting, anybody who's ever done deep healing work, you know the difference between, you know, when you hold the space because you know that's the correct, you know, area that you want to be in your life. I did not want to reside in anger, but I could feel it when it melted from my, my deep body, my continuum is what I would call it. And I was free from it. It was such an amazing sensation of like spring or renewal or however you want to phrase that. And so from a true body perspective, I um, have been profoundly blessed and healed by nature. And then in turn, you are now bringing that out to help all the rest of us do that. 
Yeah. Um, and I have to say right now, we are in a position, and I think this is globally, where uh, a, a wounding and a healing is really important for all of us. And, and I think at times we don't quite understand when we reach for something or when we are open to something, we are developing a relationship with food. Can you talk about the, you know, this relationship with food? Because you cover this beautifully in the book. Yes. Um, for example, um, you were talking about as um, globally, you feel like we're going through a collective healing, you know, and so every person is going to have a different relationship, you know, with what's going on, you know, globally and, com and in community. But a few of the foods that come to the top of my mind, um, black creme tomato is for um, depression that debilitates where you just want to stay in bed and pull the covers over your head because it's just too scary. Um, blood orange is all about bringing um, like vivaciousness and brightness back into your life that allows you to move forward with your gifts into the world and share your healing via your um, gift sets. So depending on where your orientation is, you would be able to find a food to allow you to most address what you needed to work with in the moment. And, you know, one of the things I, I want to address here is that, you know, we can look at a range of foods, right? There, there could be sort of this relationship we have with certain types of food. And then, or on another note, maybe something will come up. How do we determine what it is that's longing to be healed by what we may be drawn to? There's, so um, in the beginning of my book, there's um, all 400 foods listed. And so I give you a short meditation so you can go in and you can tune into the food because sometimes, you know, you've never been exposed or you think you don't like it because of the flavor or, you know, whatever it might be. But as you go through and you feel into the energy field of each food, if something really pops for you, either that you really like or you're really off put by, that means that there is an there's a story that food wants to talk to you about. And if you crave it, it's most likely an aspect that really wants to be developed and brought to the forefront that's going to have a gift-like aspect. If it's something that you're off put by, it's most likely a shadow aspect of yourself or an aspect that you don't want to look at because it's difficult or painful in some way. So either way, you know, if you, if you become aware of something that perhaps you didn't even know that your deep self wanted to work on, you know, because our, there's so many layers to human beings, you know, but most people's, you know, mental body or consciousness drives the, um, ship if you would so this allows you to have seamless communication between the mental body emotional body and the spiritual body and once you do that you're able to have a much more um complicated conversation with your deep self you know we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to take a look at some of these foods and also some of these recipes but what happens when you wake up or you're going through your day and all of a sudden you decide, I'm going to make myself, you know, some kind of smoothie or something here. And you start to go into the refrigerator and you say, geez, I'm going to pull out this cucumber. I'm going to pull out fennel. 
I'm going to, I got to put a little apple cider vinegar in there, then maybe a little cayenne in there. And you're doing this and your, your, your friend or your partner looks at you like, what the heck is going on with you? And then you're looking at it and saying, I think I need a little avocado as well. How do you explain that concoction and what that tends to mean when we come back? We're going to break that down and tell you exactly what the book helps you with. But more importantly, do you have any cravings going on? Do you want to know what might be underneath that? Give us a call at 1-800-930-2819. And as we said before, vibrational nutrition, understanding the energetic signature of foods. When we come back, we're going to talk more about those signatures. We're going to talk more about why does somebody pick a red onion over a yellow onion. Who does that? Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to take a really short break and we'll be right back with my very special guest, Candace Covington. We'll be right back, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm the host of Nothing But Now, Mindful Living with Dr. Mary Angela McGuire on Transformation Talk Radio. I share ideas, insights, and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence. Please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together. Please go to my website, mcguirelifecoach.com. That's mcguirelifecoach.com. See you next time. Hi, I'm Trish Laub from A Cup of Comfort, where we talk about care hero topics that nobody wants to talk about. Here's your care hero tip of the day. During all care hero journeys, the need to keep track of a lot of information arises, some of it critical. Possibly the greatest challenge care heroes face is the gathering and organizing of information. Just as every trade has a power tool, whether an electric drill or a laptop, my family's care hero power tool was the three ring binder. We generated a mini library of labeled three ring binders, one for each category of information, complemented with additional spiral notebooks used to detail medical appointments and episodes. This unfussy and convenient system of binders helped my family stay organized and able to deliver the dignified care and end of life my parents desired. Tune into my show to learn more. See you on the second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 12 Pacific here on Transformation Talk Radio. Feel free to reach out to me at info at The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. 
Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go to thedrpatshow.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. You know, we are talking about vibrational nutrition. Candice, can you tell people how they, again, how do they get a copy of your book and how do they find out more about you? Okay, so you can get my book um, at um, from Inner Traditions, from Barnes & Noble, and from Amazon online, but also your local independent bookstore, just pop on in, ask them to order for you, they'd be happy to. And my website is divinearchetypes.org. Okay, let's just break this down. Uh, but before we do, I want to get a caller in here who's got a question for us. And then we we'll go back to that little smoothie craving. I, I can't wait till I have some time so I can go get myself a fennel bulb. Uh, but let's go ahead and take one of our callers, Benny. Uh, Charlene, are you there? Hi. Hey, how can we help you today? Welcome to the show. You're live. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm thinking, I was just thinking about this, and I was thinking, because intuitively we eat, and um, it, it seems like in, in the different seasons we do, like for me anyways, I crave different things, like now that it's it's going towards spring, I'm more towards the fruits and vegetables, more heavier, and I was more towards the comfort food. And it seems to be like with this the change in the season, too, our bodies go for different types of food. Well, absolutely. I mean, we are um, at a deep level um, organisms, organisms that reflect the, like, micro macrocosm is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. we're hardwired, like you say, to, as the spring comes, you want to get that burst of, you know, new things that are coming through the earth, you know, your um, new plant life, you know, just to help you wake your whole body, you know, digestive system to come in. So what you're talking about, I think is um, very accepted, is that we too follow the seasons. And like you say, you know, in the winter, you know, you need to on just a caloric way, you know, if you live in a cold, dark environment, it's also a time to go in and hibernate. So you're going to crave, you know, more of those starchy tubers, perhaps, or if you do eat meat, probably a more meat centric diet. And then as you move into summer, absolutely, it's going to um, lighten up. But what could be maybe a fun practice outside of that is if you like really tune into within the kind of general um, arching umbrella that you're talking about, what specific foods within that do you crave? Because that will help you to um, understand what your deep self particular goals are and what your deep self would like to work on. Yeah, Charlene, what particular food pops up for you? Because I was just sharing waking up and having this this urge for this smoothie that just had, you know, honestly, some of the most interesting things that I wanted in it, and it just popped up out of nowhere. So is there something in particular that you are thinking to yourself, oh, man, I wish I had this? 
Um, not that I wish I had. I, I ran out and got, and, and I've been <laughs> buying it by the case. <laughs> um, and, and I've switched from that to something else now, but uh, it was pineapple juice, pineapple juice. Like I was buying it by, in bulk at Costco, and uh, now I've switched to bananas. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Candace, what do you make of that? Well, pineapple is a fun one. So pineapple is all about building um, deep friendships with um, with community. And it's also bringing out levity, a brightness in a personality, a joyful exchange. Where within my system, banana talks more about creating sexual um, spirituality, like almost like understanding it in the way you would... Um, in a tantric way. And so that could either be merging with a beloved or merging the yin-yang aspects of yourself. Well, this, that's perfect. That's kind of Tell like, me about, that's let's where talk I'm about at banana. right now. Yeah, let's talk about banana for a minute because she switched up. And, you know, I find banana interesting yep. because, you know, uh, Linda's here with me helping me out. And, you know, like I've never had banana in my house. Now there's like always banana. Mm-hmm. And so what makes us grab a banana? The, um, that one has to do with um, basically sacred sexuality. And that can be exploring it with a partner like you would in a tantric sense, where you address your spirituality as a prayer to the divine and also seeing the divinity in an other. And if you're not currently doing that with a partner, it can be the inner marriage. So it'd be merging what... Um, they would say the yin and the yang, or the Tibetans would say the yap and the yum. So, or the, you know, sky father and earthly mother. So basically the the divine marriage of your internal feminine or masculine. So it could be unto oneself or it can be exploring those principles with a beloved. Well, that's the switch that's a, you made, Charlene. That's exactly where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. That's exactly, that is completely bang on. Yeah. Wow, fascinating, isn't it? Charlene, thank you so much for calling in. Any other questions you have for Candace? No, no, not at all. I'm going to go out and get the book. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, very cool. Thank you, Charlene. Um, Okay, now that was an example and how beautifully you have explained that. But I'm trying to make sense and explain why after I'm done with this show, then I got another call, like it's going to be like two o'clock and I'm going to have to go get a fennel bulb, make sure I got organic cucumber in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you explain something like this? What is up with the fennel? That is so funny that you say fennel because that's not a vegetable a lot of people eat. Two weeks ago, I too become obsessed with fennel and I wanted to make a bola base, but I would not do it until I found my fennel bulb. And so what I love about uh, fennel is it really deepens the creative impulse. And so a big part of your job is deep creativity. I mean, you have to write the shows, you have to talk with like incredibly different people all the time. So fennel is all about you being able to creatively mine Mm. your environment. And so that's very interesting to me that you crave that. And then uh, cucumber is all about um, vitality. So it 
basically replenishes um, your chi or your prana, however you want to say that. So if you've been really been running ragged, like you have a to-do list that doesn't stop. and Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, absolutely. <laughs> so, so cucumber just shores you up. So you have enough, you know, sparkle, which you have in abundance, you know, to make it through your day. So those two combined are um, amplified creativity that allows you to mine that from environment. And then also enough um, chi or prana or energy that you can do that in a very vibrant, vivacious way. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that uh, we, I grew up with my grandparents roasting fennel, you know, that I didn't know it was fennel. I, I mean, I know what it is now, you know, we call it fanuc growing up and it would be this roasted uh, fennel. And I got to tell you back in the day when we didn't have, what do you call it? Air, air fryer poppers and microwave ovens. I'll tell you, I watched my grandparents turn on that gas stove and take those peppers and roast those peppers and roast fennel right over a gas stove. I mean, that's the memory of it. Um, But cucumber is interesting for me because when I get a craving for it, I will go in the fridge, get my organic cucumber, and I will tell you, I will bite that thing right down till it's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, now what I can do is explain, like, why I'm doing that. Like, instead of people saying, Jesus, what's wrong with you, Pot? You know, like, what, what are you doing? And by the way, why would you put cayenne pepper in everything? And I put cayenne pepper. I put cayenne pepper on my eggs. If I get eggs, I got to put the cayenne pepper. No, not paprika. Cayenne pepper. Have no idea why stimulates the root chakra and it also so that's interesting so you using cayenne pepper in your recipes grounds deeply into your body all the other energies you're taking it in because that's fascinating that you use that as an anchor in so many of your recipes so okay so as you mentioned i'm an aromatherapist yes so, so on a on a physical level like when an aromatherapist makes a synergistic blend, they will put just a drop or two of black pepper because wow. that one on a physical level helps your body absorb the um, phytonutrients like at a deeper level through that. So energetically, cayenne pepper behaves the same way. So when you take that put that in a recipe it's going to ground deeper into your energetic body and all the way down to your root chakra which of course is the foundational principles of self you know being at home in your body being home in the world grounding things into practical action so I would very much posit for you that that's a really uh, dynamic way to just really grid that and ground that into your body for use Yeah. And, you know, the book goes through and not only for those of you just tuning in, Vibrational Nutrition, Candice Covington joining me here today. Um, We're talking about the frequency. We're talking about vibration. But one of the things that you also do is you come to this point where you talk about uh, archetypes and you talk about 
um, how certain foods and certain recipes create their own frequency and energy. Um, and I just got a question that just came in. One of our text questions just came in from Martha asking the question. Um, uh, hey, Dr. Pat. Hey, everybody. Can you find out? Can you please? Oh, can you please find out why? Nectarines, nectarines. All I ever want is nectarines. (laughs) I don't care what time of the year is nectarines. What is up with the nectarines? And I love the white ones. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so the precise phrasing for nectarines in my book is it seals the um, the cosmic vessel of self. So when I say that, it's really talking about cleaning and enclosing your aura. So that helps you. I don't know if you have a tendency to be empathic or if you um, are frequently put in situations that are um, bustling or a lot of energy being thrown at you. So that cleans and encloses you. And at the same time, it allows you to keep your sensations, your feelings, your emotions unto yourself. If that's if you're a bit more of an introvert and the fact that you want white, that is a seventh chakra. So that's a gorgeous combination because that's basically flooding you with divine light. And I would also wonder if you have um, a pretty focused spiritual path because that would be a great um, combination for somebody who needed to be in a meditative state or even if you were in a a period in your life where you were heavily studying things because this really allows you to combine the combination of divine knowing and being able to really hold this information, you know, in a clean, tight, enclosed aura. So you can really process Mm -hmm. it, work with it and be with it. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Martha. Um, One of the things I wanted to talk to you about is in your book, you talk about eating the rainbow, food colors and chakra correspondence or uh, connections, right? I hadn't thought about it that way. And then I started to read this section of the book. Um, Can you give us a sense of your, let me just call it your system here to connect the chakras, the where they are, which one they are, and food colors? Yes, I'm going to go back to your interesting question you talked about earlier. Yeah. Why crave a red onion over say a yellow. <laughs> yes. So the way this was a perfect example. So the general vibration of onion is being able to with intent target any um any aspect of yourself. It could be a past um, memory, it could be an emotional state, it could be any of those things. But so what happens is is basically onion is a conduit to get to somewhere in your interior, whatever that may be. So you just have to set the intent. But if you crave, for example, the yellow onion, yellow is the color that is um, correlated to the third chakra, which basically is your inner sun. It, in from an Ayurvedic perspective, it rules the mental body. Wow. So the literal mind, it has to do with, um, a good way to explain it is an Apollo archetype. So it's good for when you want to learn something that's already been established. So when you're studying, so it's not about creativity, it's about perfecting a skill that's already established. It's about magnetism. It's also 
one of the the only chakra that vibrates to the divine masculine. So if you want to bring more of a balanced uh, internal masculine energy into your life, that would be again the color of the onion. And since the onion is all about being able to access, that is such a dynamic gate to literally, as you take that food into your body as a, a prayer, a blessing, is to ask for whatever trait that might be to develop in yourself. Like I had a client who picked up um, violin lessons later in life. And that's actually one of the foods that she went to wow. because, you know, it was a lot of, she was, had natural talent, but there was a lot of practice and there was a lot of learning curves for her. And so that was such a great food to allow her to learn that new skill that required a lot of um, linear thinking. Whereas um, red, that one has to do with like, say that one has to do with the earth principle. So earth literally creates the first chakra, which color is red. So say, for example, you wanted to, because you talk a lot about organic, which I am totally the same as you. So say you want to plant a garden, you would yeah. want to access that first chakra to help you understand, you know, how to engage with the earth, you know, it would help you have a green thumb, it helps you understand how do you eat more nutritionally? Um, that's also one, it's say if you're struggling with abundance issues that allows you to be able to figure out what you can do to create more stable stability and abundance into your life. And so even though you can see that the onion has one vibration, but depending on the color of where you go, it is going to allow mm. you to access the information that is inherent within that um, that color that correlates to the chakras. Yeah, I'm so fascinated by this because as I go back an hour and I'm thinking how this is playing out, you know, last night I was cooking dinner and I was made something very simple um, because, you know, I'm 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 just trying to heal this uh, total knee replacement here, but something really simple. But believe it or not, I had already created something that was going to have a red base in it. And then I add a can of tomatoes to it. And Linda's looking at me like, did you just add tomatoes to that? And I said, yeah, yeah, just it. And she's like, it's already like a red sauce and you're going to add tomatoes to it. And I said, yeah, I don't really know why. <laughs> and that's interesting because, you know, you're talking about, you know, focusing on healing your, your knee because yeah. of your, and again, the uh, root chakra or the red, it's all about physical form so wow. every yeah and so that so each chakra has a different element so the red is earth and then um the other one so the second would be water third is fire fourth is air fifth is ether sixth is all of the elements combined and then the seventh is beyond the elements so that's so interesting to me that you craved the very color that is going to add an energetic mm. level support the healing wow. of your physical body and your knees so wow. yeah your deep self knew exactly what to do yeah i'm telling you candace i gotta tell you i just love uh i first of all i love your book but i love the way you're bringing it all together and you know we have a few minutes left and i was really struck by the rest i didn't expect there to be recipes at the end of the book um but i love that you put the recipes but then you created a narrative mm -hmm. around it to explain it 
And I was really struck by this, right? I, I went through and I looked at a number of these and I thought, wow, this is really interesting. You know, and I that I went to the next one. I said, wow, this is really interesting. Um, and then I went to the next one. And then I went to the one, of course, you had the jicama and fennel salad, which you put in here, of course. Um, but here's the thing that I'm struck by as well. There were a couple of recipes with eggs. I could eat eggs and nothing else but eggs. And I try not to. <laughs> as, a, as a parting wish, tell me about the eggs. I, it's so funny. Okay, I raise birds specifically for eggs. And I brought a show and tell. <gasps> Go ahead. Oh, oh so my this, gosh. This is a goose egg. I'm going to give you, I'm going to hold it. So a goose egg next to a quail egg. Wow. So you can see the difference in sizes. And here is a duck egg next to my uh, goose egg. So we'll wow. go. I'm, I love eggs too. I love eggs so much that I specifically raise birds for my eggs. I would ra I would do the same thing. That's how much I love eggs. And oh, oh my I gosh, it's like give me another egg recipe. So I I started to cut back, and then I said, why am I cutting back on these? I mean, they're so nutritional. You oh, know, they, they work well. So tell me about the vibration or the frequency of eggs. Okay, so this is the goose egg. Yeah. And I'm going to introduce her. Her mother's name is Augie, by the way, which means wow. magnificent. And wow. um, so a goose egg, this is for the individual who wants to uh, monetize a creative path. So say you're an artist, a writer, an independent, you know. That's me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have to use your creativity to create a living. And no, and so how I define that is, is that every day you have to carve out your niche. You have to visualize what you want to put into the world. You have to figure yep. out how to do that. And so if you truly incarnated to live that way, a goose egg is such an amazing uh support mm -hmm. an ally. It helps really get you into the flow of that and helps you figure out how to do it. And the energy of goose egg is also fiercely uh, protective. So if you're a part of being an artist is being vulnerable because you put yourself out, you know, and for everybody in the whole world to see. And so it allows you to feel cocoon and safe within sharing the more vulnerable parts with yourself with a, a wider audience. Whereas the little quail egg, on the other hand, is all about working in conjunction. So it is like um, good for, um, like say a family unit where everybody has to contribute something or another. So where it's when you need many people to do something slightly different to make things go well. Like for example, if I was to start a, a new venture where I was, um, needed to pull on the skill sets of other people that weren't exactly like mine, but we all had to contribute to make it work, I would probably bring this as a dish. I may or may not even tell people what I was doing, but that would be my intent. And then the duck egg is all about being able to um, navigate your emotions. So this was a really good for somebody who's doing any sort of depth work where oh. they really want to go in, they really want to figure things out. 
but it also has a fascinating vibration in that it magnetizes people and situations to you that are beneficial. So it helps you basically find your people, if you would, because that is such an important part of being human is finding correct communities. Because if you can find environments that really honor who you are and you can relax into that, it allows you to grow. And it just, you can flourish in such a different way. And also I genuinely believe duck eggs are, um, they bring levity. They're, um, if, I don't know if you've had, anyone's had a chance to really watch domesticated ducks in action, but they're clowns. They are so funny. They yep. have such personalities. And yep. so it's just such a way to bring levity into your life. Yeah. And, you know, it's fascinating as I'm thinking about this, you know, I had a, I experienced with uh, uh, a, a goose, a, a very young age on my grandfather's farm. Uh, and as I'm thinking about this, it really makes sense. Everything you've said makes sense. I mean, so much so that, you know, I will go out at a clip and I will get like five dozen eggs and I'm just like, we got to have, we got to have hard boiled eggs and we need, they just got to be handy. They got to be handy. Um, and, you know, part of what you've done is you've really given us a map or a blueprint so that we can literally honor our natural calling and attraction to things without worrying about, is it right? Is it wrong? Is it good for us? Is it bad for us? So you've taken this to a whole different level. Candace, I want to thank you so much for everything you do. Please, how do we get a copy of the book? And how do we find out more about you? The best way to find out about me is to go to my uh, website, which is divinearchetypes.org. And if that's hard to spell, just Google Candace Covington and it'll pop up. You can get my book through Inner Traditions, um, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and of course your local bookseller. So if they don't have it in, just ask and they'd be more than happy to bring it in for you. Candace, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Oh, create a loving relationship with your food. Really get to know food as you would a friend or a beloved pet because they're there. And if you allow yourself to be in relationship, it will, there is this beautiful uh, Ayurvedic saying, they refer to plants as um, mothers with a um, hundred thousand ways of working. And so my invitation to you is create intimate relationship with the food you take into your body and allow to see the stories unfold and really enjoy the process. Wow. Candace, thank you so much for all you do. How fascinating. I want to thank Benny and Jacob for hitting all the right buttons. I want to thank all of you out there for everything you do. And don't forget, we've got another hour coming up here on Transformation Talk Radio. Thank you, Candace. Thank you for having me. And thanks to our friends at Inner Traditions as well. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. 